Pack of dough, Monday morning coffee, strong horn, everything you got into a paycheck Friday night. Your power stroke, diesel, backhoe, riding, king of beers, 18 wheeler, driving, living life in between the lines of clocking in. So we're all Kaylee's digging on his phone. We'll just start this episode of the Renegades at Don Dirt without him. <laughs> Found it. Brownstown Speedway. <laughs> oh, we're going out to Brownstown now. Brownstown Speedway. Uh, yeah, I shared it on my Facebook page, uh, Speed Shift TV. Brownstown Speedway. Um, this was shared on Sunday at 1148 a.m. Um, so that wasn't me. I wasn't up then. But uh, A.J. Hopkins gassing it into a backflip is the the title and that's cool he uh they're going for the lead and he's trapped in the middle and uh gets a little bump turns around and stabs the the throttle (laughs) (laughs) and the car goes uh does a complete backflip like a monster truck so i mean maybe uh maybe aj should look into that maybe sprint cars aren't his thing Maybe uh, gymnastics is. Yeah, yeah. Max D would be proud. That was that's a that was a cool. If you haven't seen that, you got to check it out. I, I was just so. thinking Travis Pastrana might be uh, looking for a new guy for the Nitro Circus. Right, and unfortunately, I uh, I don't even know who won the race at this point. But what a uh, the guy. What the, a cool highlight. The first car of the checkered flag yeah. is usually a good indicator. He's usually hey <laughs> but i'm bummed <laughs> right. yeah we'll have to get in we'll have to get some sound bites maybe we'll get a live drummer in studio we're actually coming to you from a new studio today from the uh live from the 8b facilities here and uh actually in hibbing minnesota the wrong way garage yeah yeah it's uh no we're surrounded by cool memorabilia though uh winston drag racing series poster on the wall uh apparently it's a highly valued item uh, got some motors on the shop floor here in studio there there's some on the on engine stands and some tucked under shelves and right right no, hell there's one tucked good. in a car over there too that's good but you can't forget the new edition of the harley davidson Oh, it, it, is. it looks like one of those circus bikes, but it's my brother's and it's an 883. So we just call it Rob Helford. Where's your bike? It's actually in storage in a friend of mine's garage because I ran out of room here. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that before. Yeah. You know, yep. I've got a very high cylinder index. <laughs> That's right. One of my favorite shows. <laughs> one of my favorite shows. So the other the other current event that just happened last weekend was uh King of America. Yeah. Yep, King of America and uh and uh, Battle of the Bull Ring. Yeah, Battle of the Bulge. The, the uh <laughs> not the bulge. The <laughs> well, um <laughs> uh, Humboldt Speedway, Humboldt, Kansas, right? Is it is it actually yeah, Humboldt, at Kansas? the Hummer. <laughs> All right. So um the A feature of the the last day of racing from my understanding was uh was was tough. There was uh it had rained and uh, uh the track was was uh cavitated. Uh, yeah. I know the pictures that I saw, uh, Darren Lawler, a local racer from here that uh, yeah. traveled down there. Um, you know, he was able to, uh, to turn some good laps and I thought uh, he had a mud truck in that picture. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So he brought home a lot heavier race car than he went down there with. <laughs> um, but, uh, Ricky Thornton picking up the win, uh, not a big surprise there, but some heavy hitters. Um, I guess there wasn't a lot of cars that actually finished the feature to my understanding. So, um, but local, uh, local hot shoe and, uh, retiree or not. Um, <laughs> Kelly Esty. <laughs> that depends uh, on the week. <laughs> making the show, making the show. He could still get her done. Killer. 
He had to hot dog it in through the B, though, didn't he? Ah, uh, yeah. He just wants more seat time. He yeah. probably could have made it in through the A, but uh, and unfortunately, uh, his son uh, Skeeter Esty, um, yep. the two-time defending champion, um, had a, had some trouble in the heat races, but was able to uh, to start you know towards the front in the A. Hey, was second uh, row outside, and um, you know I I haven't talked to Skeeter. To uh, find out what exactly happened, but I uh, had just had some bad luck, and of course, it's a really tough racetrack. And I mean, from from my what I can gather, the uh, there were some holes, and just yeah, not not real good. Yeah, my understanding is the the they basically lost two Volkswagens and a short bus. Right. So, but you know that didn't stop uh, Dan Wheeler in the red one um, come from a provisional starting spot. And, uh, I, of course, uh, this is, uh, this is secondhand information. I, <laughs> I honestly did not watch it. I, I should have, yeah, I was either. we were busy with, with, uh, you know, podcast stuff and uh, putting race cars together, but yeah, um, life gets in the way like that. Sometimes. But I saw a lot of congratulatory, uh, messages on Facebook for Dan Wheeler. Um, but uh, I guess he drove up from, uh, from basically last, if not last, um, all the way up to third. And, uh, there was some contact, um, and it sounded like not through any fault of his own he uh, got turned into an infield tire or something and folded the nose underneath the car the impromptu jack stand yeah yeah and um you know as soon as the as soon as the nose is gone um yeah underneath the car it's no good so uh so dan ended up 15th but uh heck of a run i'd say that uh you know minnesota and uh um the northern territory here was once again well pretty represented. well represented yeah as usual so i'll talk over you once in a while just because i'm a jerk <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll figure that out i already knew that i already knew so what's going on today what's the show about today i just uh i didn't i didn't come up with any show notes so what do we uh what do we got what are we talking about we, who's the new guy well we we got Teal Arneson with us today. Hi, folks. Teal, the man who's named after a color. Named after or maybe the, the color was named here. after the man. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's about ready to smack you. Yeah. <laughs> Family of duck hunters. You figure out, was it the duck or the color? Yeah. <laughs> or did you have to duck for color? Yeah. <laughs> well, so Teal's in Teal's in the uh, live in the uh, and Teal's live with us here in Eight Ball Studios, eight ball as you're studios, calling it. Yeah, the the Eight B Studio, the, the garage hole. Yeah, brought to you by uh, Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks and Palmer's Tavern and, and Palmer's Grill. Tavern. Um, Sandy and Brooke doing a hell of a job down there at Palmer's. Best, best hamburgers uh, anywhere, and, basically, and but, boneless hot wings. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe you're, if you're lucky, Teal, we'll take you. In. You can try out Palmer's when we're. I'm gonna hold you so. to it. All right, all right. Well, it's <laughs> recorded now. Got a record. Yeah, right. It, it's on. We tape. can edit it out. Don't worry. So, well, Teal, uh, Teal, you strike me as the kind of guy, um, and I'm I'm guessing that this is kind of how it went down. You tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, Teal is going to be a uh, sprint car driver this year. Um, is that correct? That's the plan. Yeah. Right, and. Uh, my understanding is that this was 
this wasn't even a full question. It wasn't uh, a friend calling saying, hey, Teal, you want to be a, a race car driver? I got some stuff going on, whatever. It was, hey, Teal, I got some cool stuff going on. And you basically said, I'm in. I basically said, I'm in. And I do not believe I can sit in the pits and watch you turn laps. So what are we going to do about this? Teal's that guy. He's that friend. Like, like, hey, bud, some, you know, some bad stuff's about to go down. Like, hey, let's do it. I'm, I'm fine. So that means you're already, you're already uh, got a good start towards being a sprint car guy then so yeah i'm uh fully invested awesome absolutely where are you from teal i was born right here in having uh really yeah really actually you're on native soil native dude. soil i'm yeah. like three blocks from where i did a lot of growing up till about seven years There's old a lot of ducks around here yeah well <laughs> there was <laughs> seven years old me and the old man decided to uh move up to the shack up north in ashwalk right same area where i'm living now i got a house up north in ashwalk okay. and uh just kind of needed a change. I mean, I was just living with my uh, dad and I, my uh, two siblings were with my mom. I kind of, my choice kind of refused to leave my dad hanging when, uh, when they parted ways, my parents and I uh, moved up there. Best place for a kid to grow up. That's where all the toys were, the four wheelers, three wheelers, uh, no electricity or running water or telephone. So it was, yeah, it was, that it was paradise for, I, you know, I might've been yeah, no, 10. No showers. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> take a shower. It's perfect. It wasn't even yeah, you just run over to the local Creek with a bar of soap and a right. towel. Well, right. the, the running joke is we had running water. I'd run my ass down to the lake with a bucket and get some water. <laughs> <laughs> it could be walking water sometimes. Too. <laughs> it was quite a hill. Yeah. Awesome. But we were, awesome. we were talking earlier before you showed up, Mr. Lateness. Yeah. I actually used to work construction for his dad. <coughs> really? And, and my mom and his mom worked together at one of the nursing homes here in town. Right. Huh. So years and years ago. A small world. <laughs> yeah, we did little name dropping and uh, yeah, small world stuff, small <laughs> town crazy. stuff. That's crazy. His grandpa was my ninth grade civics teacher. Right. Wow. My grandma worked in the uh, OBGYN in the Hibbing Hospital. Probably, you know, held you before your mom did. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. So, so you're, you're pretty entrenched in the area then. So uh, uh, you could say, I don't know. Awesome. You got some pretty deep roots. Awesome. From humble beginnings, which is great. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, no, I would say that, uh, you know, of the several poster children that we would, uh, like, like to represent our series, I'd say you're, uh, you're definitely the right, uh, made out of the right stuff for sure. We want, uh, we want to come where are you working right now. Right now, I work in Duluth, down at the ore docks, uh, okay. loading tack night pellets into the big boats. Okay. Okay. And that's the railroad then? Or? Yeah. Canadian okay. National owns the docks and a few boats too. And yeah, just uh, got in with the railroad. And okay. And that's where you meant, uh, meant, where you met Lance? Yeah. We yeah. met uh, up at Two Harbor Docks where I first okay. started. So to bring everybody else up to speed, Lance uh, Solem, uh, former BMOD. I don't know if I dare say stand out. I'd say uh, I'd his daughter. His daughter seems to have all of the gift of racing, <laughs> but uh, no, he does was, have a lot of talent, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, I hope drives a snowmobile with uh, with the kids' snowmobile racing. But um, Lance has been out of racing for several years now. Uh, and basically same story got, uh, you know, was really talented. Um, things were going really good, but uh, it got really expensive and there wasn't uh there just wasn't room for family and racing at the same time. Yep. And so, uh, it's a story you hear a lot. Yeah, unfortunately. But so, um, Lance, of course with the snowmobile racing, Lance and I've been together quite a bit, uh, you know, talking back and forth, sharing snowmobile notes and whatever. And, uh, um, yeah, we've been talking sprint cars a lot. Yeah. And, 
Lance just out of the blue called me one day and said, Hey, I, I think I want to do this deal. And I said, well, that's okay. Great. You know, I, um, I don't think that anybody would believe you were talking sprint cars. No, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> going to believe that. I just talking in general. Right. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, then all of a sudden he said, I got a guy and, uh, the phone call was made. Right. That's the way that I, did I get that correct. Yeah. yeah that was what? about as accurate as it could be put. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, so, so now Lance and yourself are, uh, co-owners, right? Yep. Um, I, uh, I, we took, we took a trip down to Illinois, um, what, three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. Something. Um, I picked up a car for, uh, how much? Uh, 2,500 was the, the rolling chassis advertisement. And when we popped that trailer door open, we got, we got our money's worth. Yeah. There was uh there was a lot of stuff. I come with 30 tires that are basically usable. It came with, I mean, parts and parts and parts. So no. So from Illinois, nice. the one you've already talked more than you talked that whole trip, but <laughs> we're working midnights, right? Uh, yeah, I was just off midnight. <laughs> so, but, uh, so you got a car. Um, what about a motor? What are we doing for a motor? Uh, we got a motor lined up. Uh, Lance found one. I think it was, uh, one of his old racing buddies. Yeah. It's, Og- uh, it's Augustin. A, yeah. It's, yeah. Old Tim's yeah, B-Mod, B-Mod motor. motor. Yep. Yep. Um, so motors lined up, uh, we stripped the car down last week, two weeks ago, do some safety updates, get the chassis uh, up to par. Mm-hmm. And the then, uh, whatever, yeah. Yeah, halo bars on there. We're both a little taller. So yep. um, it's it's down in the weld shop now. So I haven't really got much of an update on that, but. Okay. So uh, what uh, what's the overall, what's the plan for getting uh getting on the racetrack here what what what's the dollar amount that we're hoping to uh roll out on the speedway i think you know total me and him combined we're looking maybe eight grand so not eight a piece no no yeah no eight, so, eight total amount to be uh so, turning laps so four thousand dollars each you guys think you're gonna be racing the race car yeah that's i agree i agree that that's and that's that's awesome that's yeah we're on of, track we're you know we're on track. We're doing things, uh, and we're we're both excited about trying to keep her. You know, see what we can right. do. How how low can we go here? Right. No, that's uh, isn't that fun? Yeah, absolutely. That's Eight thousand bucks gets you into a sprint car. That's not a bad deal. No, right. no, with your best buddy. That is only four thousand of yours. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's <laughs> nice way to spend a Saturday that's night. Cherry on top, right there. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so uh, let's take a couple second break here, and uh, oh, yep, we'll, we'll uh, pay some bills. And then be back shortly. Northern Renegades Non-Wing Sprint Car Series welcomes back Liquid Nitro Energy Drink for the 2019 season. Liquid Nitro's Herbal Energy Drink, the best tasting energy drink on the market. Ask for it by name. Get it in your retailers, in your vending machines. Liquid Nitro Energy, giving you the power to make it to the finish line. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, it's no bull. All right, it's back with the Renegades on Dirt and Kaylee Emerson and I sitting in the studio with Studio AB and Teal Arneson here in the in the bowels of Hibbing, Minnesota. And we we're just discussing uh, Teal's new to the Northern Renegades Sprint Car Series this year, but not new to racing. No, no, no. He's done racing. a little bit of racing before. Yeah, tell, us, said, tell us about that, Teal. What tell us what racing experience you bring? To the I table. have a little bit of experience with uh, uh, mini stock. 
it was kind of, I knew an owner of a car and actually didn't even know he owned a car. It was just one of those deals. And he invited me to come turn laps with it one time. And uh, I must've been fairly impressed. I came back a few times. I don't know if I did a full season with him, but it was uh, just circumstances. He had his son kind of needed to move home and wanted to get his kid involved too. Ended up just fading out. You know, okay. I, was, I was young yet, but I was up at the Bemidji track. Okay. That's what okay. I was going to ask. What, yep. uh, what racetrack you, uh, our, our favorite so, little bull ring. So you'll be, uh, you'll be familiar with, uh, with the layout, you know, where the chicken shack is. Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't know? <laughs> Everybody knows where the chicken shack is. So, so uh, why, what kept you out of racing after that? Um, you know, I, I don't know if there was any one thing. It was just always kind of one of those outsiders looking in type of deal. Um, didn't really stay involved with with the owner of that car he kind of just separated ways or whatnot uh, right it's you know kind of one of those things that it's intimidating to look at from the outside not really understanding how to break in which you know once you kind of take that step inside the door you realize how friendly everyone is and like what was holding me back but well thank god covered by the last show but that's uh um to me, that's the value in all of it, anyway. Is yeah. the is the the friends the, and the people you meet, um, the, you know, the camaraderies nice, that you build, and yeah, yep. I don't think anybody disagrees. At least anybody who's been involved. But you're you're right. It's extremely hard. Um, I think for somebody from the outside, it's weird because we don't see it because we've been doing it so long. But um, I, I, there is there is definitely a blockade that's really tough to get beyond. Right. So now. <clears throat> I know we grew up in kind of the same area, but did you have an interest in the dirt track races or car racing before you drove the mini stock for whomever it was? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been a fan, Uh, you know. Just like, you know, familiar story, grew up going to the track, you know, and sitting in the stands watching. They had running water at the track. Yeah, great. see, it was, <laughs> it was great. And it didn't require a bucket. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd right. urinate and it'd flush and it'd go away. It was just crazy. <laughs> well, where you grew up, you weren't that far from uh, Todd Kittner's house. No, I guess I don't know who that is. Amazing to me. Or everybody knows or or, <laughs> or yeah, one of the I, best ranches there is. Oh, excuse me. But uh that that's why I was curious, is I didn't know if you knew anybody in town that had kind of got the racing bug planted. Uh back you know, then. just through, you know, people my dad knew, he knew people racing. I remember sitting in cars, you know, in the pits as a kid and I uh, played hockey with the Wazaleskis. Okay. With his kids anyways. And, yeah. uh, you know, of course he's Kelly Esty was always the guy to watch. He was just amazing what he'd do out on the track. And I, the biggest thing I remember is just, you know, the, the, the alcohol fume and the dust, it just as dusk is coming in and the cool air is starting to settle. I mean, I don't know how anybody couldn't be a fan. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was I good. agree. <laughs> you should write. That's uh, that was very descriptive. Like it makes me want to go to the track right now. <laughs> Well, uh, now it'd be a little chilly. Yeah. I'm probably nowhere near the dust. Soon, a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. Um, Hopefully, anyway. So, uh, so basically, this has been a uh, kind of a suppressed passion of yours for since since you got to drive. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can still remember when uh, Lance made that call to me. It was I'd just been waiting for the opportunity. Isn't, to have wasn't someone that a quote? Kind of wasn't that your quote? I, I think it was. I think that was one of the few things I said I've on the trip. Waiting my to, whole life for this. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> <That's>, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't choose sprint cars. Sprint cars choose you. And they did. <laughs> no, that's, oh, no, that's awesome. What a, what a great story. <laughs> so, um, I guess obviously, uh, you know, part of the answer to this question of why sprint cars, um, uh, obviously must be expense. Um, and it's your opportunity, but, uh, what have you learned, um, from being, you know, the casual fan to now going to, you know, going to be an active participant here in like a month. Um, you know, what, what has surprised you, I guess, uh, just give me a little kind of an insight onto what, 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 you know, where your mind got changed, I guess. And, and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm still even to this day, uh, just amazed at the simplicity of a sprint car. I was just uh, in my garage changing CV axles on a four wheeler, looking at these two wheelers I got, and they're more complicated than this sprint car. Right. I mean, there's, it's, it's just this, this, this car, this motor and a seat. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, and of course there's always a learning curve and that's another th huge thing I'm excited about is, you know, learning this and grateful for you to put in your time with us and, and walk us through this process. Oh no, it's uh it's awesome. It's uh seeing new guys being able to get in and uh, you know, just all of the, all of the friendships we've made since, uh, since the things have, have started, you know, I mean, it's only been two years and, uh, you know, we've got several new racers, several racers that were, uh, were out and now are back in. Yeah. Um, this is exactly what we want. We don't want to steal racers from other classes that are doing fine, you know? So what did you think about the, uh, the schedule? I know you haven't seen the completed schedule yet, but, uh, um, you know, give us some insight on, you know, just the whole thought process. Yeah. The, um, schedule I have seen is, is, gonna work great it's open schedule it's very accommodating to families to people with you know careers building careers and you know what is there there's like week breaks there's it's gonna be especially for someone starting out trying to learn the car trying to you know familiarize himself with the sport it's gonna be a lot of uh a lot of time to to soak up the knowledge instead of just rapid fire type of situation and you'll get a little get some chance in there between to work on the car and kind of get a feel for how things work yeah exactly you know and now did lance share that schedule i sent to him yeah you? i did i did get it he had to send it to me some weird way but i got <laughs> it i looked at it and i'm impressed yeah, he was trying to pony express he was trying to get all his uh vacation time figured oh, out yep, yep. He's like, do you got a finished schedule yet? And I'm like, don't put it out to anybody because it's not ready yet, but take it. <laughs> Get you. <Yep. laughs> no, that's, uh, well, we try and leave, uh, leave some pretty big breaks. Um, yeah. So you can go do some stuff in the summertime. Um, we don't want to wear anybody out and we don't want to, you know, wear out our welcome either. We want it to be fresh yeah. and fun. So and you, you, the family time is the most important part of it. <clears throat> You know, it's, there's, there's no point in doing it if it's going to cost you your family. Oh, exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. that's, uh, um, so what's, uh, what's the goal for this season? I mean, what's your, the team goal, you know, between the two of you, I mean, Lance already, apparently you have to be the number 45. Yeah. That, that was his a, stipulation for sure. <laughs> kind of a, well, he's such a prude. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not going to comment <laughs> on the 45. That's, a, that's an inside joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, just be yeah. glad he's not choosing the colors. Right. Right. So yeah. what, uh, what, yeah, what, are, what's the, the team goal and your personal goal? Personally, I just want to get out there, turn as many laps as I'm going to be able to and get, familiar with the car, familiar with, uh, 
just the way that the sport and series is going to go um, for this season. I know Lance and I both have, have already we start the conversation and have to remind ourselves to stay in this year, but we're both going to have cars next year. We'll be, they haven't even, haven't even turned a lap yet. No, they're already there. Already <laughs> no, like, that's that's going to happen. Well, that's just, it's an addiction. It's, like, there's camaraderie involved and there's, hasn't been a person I've met yet that hasn't, you know, been excited to see more people come into the sport. So I got to oblige them, you know? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, He's got to oblige him. What a, uh, <laughs> um, what a, <laughs> Hey, He's named after a duck, all right, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. So, no, Teal, we really, really appreciate you and Lance, you know, putting your faith in this and investing your dollars in it. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a super, super fun season. So, you uh, and I, I think you're in with a pretty good partner because Lance is a pretty darn good wheel himself. I mean, he did pretty, he did good in that in the B mods, and I think you'll be able to get a lot of information out of him. Yeah, yeah. and. I needed pretty well. Uh, you know, he was one of the first guys with the crate motor and whatever. And, yeah. and uh, that all went, I mean, yeah, he was able to get her own really good. So no, that's going to be great. Um, you know, won't be, won't be too long. You'll probably be able to drive them. Well, that, that I, I should have put that. That's my goal too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the other goal. I don't usually imagine that goal. I'm beating, beating Solon's times for sure. That's right. That's right. Hey, your lap times are okay. I'll pretty soon they'll be as good as mine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, and what's the line from, yeah, you do drive from car pretty good by yourself. I'll go get okay, one. And we'll I'll see how you do in traffic. Car. Yeah. You drive good. I'll go get your own car. We'll see you doing a crowd. Yeah. The, the days of Thunderline. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was pretty applicable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No. <laughs> what uh um do you guys have any sponsors? Any any uh plugs you want to make right now? Uh you know, there's definitely something in the works. I got a uh, Troll Lake Campgrounds probably gonna give me money. <laughs> I'm not I'm trying well, to get you can a show suit. this and be like, look, I'm already working for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, um, I got ideas of people I'm going to talk to for sure. I don't know what Lance is on his end. I think he's kind of run short for this season, but I know he's got plenty of friends that are going to help him out. So, right, right. No, no. Lance is uh, never short on contacts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard some of his ideas. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. (laughs) So, well, what else, Teal? What's uh, you, what do you have for family? I I got a almost four year old little boy. That's oh, so you're, so you're just as excited man. about this as I am. Awesome! Yeah, uh, it's yeah. gonna be hard bringing him into the pits. He's gonna like I was saying with the the ice racing. He was very angry that he didn't have a sled there. Right. So well, and that's the plan next year, right? He's gonna be an ice racer. Yep. Awesome. That's pretty fun. KC yeah. Pro East, if you're interested, it's a website for ice racing. But um, anyway, so you and the boy. Yeah, it's it's just me and him. You know, I mean, yeah, I get him part time with share custody with his mother. And yep. Yeah. He, he's just as big a motorhead as I am, if not the more. Best, uh, best environment for him to grow up in. Yeah. I mean, look at how we turned out, right? Well, don't well, look let, at how we turned out, but let's, let's a lot not, of people turn out very quality from. Yeah, let's you know, not use me as an example of anything here. No, there's uh, there's so many great people at the racetrack, <laughs> and there still is. That's that's one thing. They just, uh, in my opinion, they just don't talk like they used to because they, they have so much money tied up and stuff. And that's, you know, we actually, uh, last year in Grand Rapids, uh, we had a sponsor that provided a bunch of beverages, um, and 
we said, come on over after the races. We set out some coolers of, uh, there was, there was some beer and we, we made sure that nobody young got it, but, um, you know, there was pop and water and everything. And we just said, you can have whatever you want. And the only stipulation is that you have to talk to each other. And we had several racers after, I mean, you know, it went over good one night and then, uh, you know, it kind of trickled off cause people are busy, but, uh, you know, we had a couple of racers actually say, this was nice. Like we, we forgot that we used to do this kind of, you know, but we're also so just darn busy now that, but, uh, yeah, you're going to have a blast deal of that. I have no doubt. Yeah. You're, you're going to get out of that car the first time and go, holy crap. Yeah, that, <laughs> Wiping mud out of my teeth because I couldn't close my lips from the smile. Don't, don't even try. It'll yeah. be there next month. Have you had to see anybody drive a sprint car and not come out with a, uh, with a huge smile on their face? So, um, yeah, I guess uh, probably take another break. And Teal, you're going to stick around. We're going to uh, talk about some upcoming shows quick. And Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we'll take a break and we'll be back in I don't know. We'll take up four, three, four more minute break on this one. Northern Renegades Non-Wing Sprint Car Series welcomes back Liquid Nitro Energy Drink for the 2019 season. Liquid Nitro's Herbal Energy Drink, the best tasting energy drink on the market. Ask for it by name. Get it in your retailers, in your vending machines. Liquid Nitro Energy, giving you the power to make it to the finish line. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink. It's no bull. You're a crack of dawn, Monday morning, coffee, strong corn, everything you got into a paycheck Friday night. Your power stroke, diesel, backhoe, riding, king of beers, 18-wheeler, driving, living life in between the lines of clocking in and quitting time. But then the six-string circus comes to town, we hang them speakers over the crowd. When the lights come on, everybody's screaming, lighters in the sky, yeah, everybody's singing, every word to every song of the girl that's taking home. <laughs> Kaylee always looks at me like I'm retarded for something. Well, not retarded. I'm not a timing system. Come on. Right, right. Good Lord. No, no. Advanced. <laughs> Advanced or, or uh, turned back. <laughs> Sociologically disabled. Yes. <laughs> ah, something yeah, well, in there, but whatever. But welcome back. Renegades on Dirt Podcast here live at the, uh, well, Live for us, not live for you. <laughs> it will but, be uh, recorded later. Yeah. Uh, I think I hit the, record uh, on all this. <laughs> <laughs> the AB Studios here in uh, Hibbing, Minnesota. Uh, the temperature is a balmy, like 60 degrees today. The thermostat's set on 55. The heater hasn't turned on at all. Today. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. The snow is going quick. We're going to be racing here soon, <laughs> folks. So um, before I forget... Um, when you come to a uh, Northern Renegade show, a uh, local dirt track race, whatever show you're going to bring a friend, please. We're going to uh, bang this drum, bring a friend, get some, let's get some more, more people interested and uh, get this whole thing moving in the right direction. 
So that brings me to a question. What's going on with dirt tracking there? Dirt track racing nowadays. Why are the grandstands suffering? <clears throat> well, um, you know, we touched in, on in your bit. opinion, we touched on a little bit and, uh, this is a very broad subject and, uh, there's, there's a ton of opinions obviously out there, but, um, in my opinion right now, um, well, you know what? First, why don't we ask the guy in the room who's actually a fan? This is the, that, that was what I was trying to get to. Okay. Well, 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 see, I can be led there. I can get there. I can get there. Teal, you tell us. You're the you're the non-racer here. What's uh, what's wrong with dirt track racing? Okay, right why now? is why is dirt track falling down? Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with people and their connectability. They're unable to sit down and watch a whole race anymore. But I think a lot of, as far as individual track stuff, maybe it's just people need to be reminded of what they're missing when they're not coming to support these tracks. Cause you know, it's not, it's something that could go away and that'd be, you know, just think of what that would do for, for your community to not have these motorheads out there in a controlled environment. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Actually, these guys be running amok in the, the streets of uh, Ibbing, right? Um, no, I, I think that's a, that's a good observation. Um, you why think do you think they're not coming? Like why, why, why can't they sit through a full show aside from the fact that we all have ADD now because we stare at our phones all the time. What, <laughs> you know, why, what has changed? Think back of, to when you were a kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, lack of fan interaction with the drivers. That could be. I mean, do they do they still give away the bikes every race? I know Hibbing Raceway. There was always a kid that would leave with a bike. Every I'm, not, I'm not sure if they do it every race anymore, but I know Labor Day shootout. The Renegades there. usually give away bikes. Um, at least in Grand Rapids, we gave away a bike every every show, and the the goal is to give away bikes every you know sidebar. But um, right. But yeah, I do think some of that still happens. Probably you know maybe not enough. Um. And, and of course I agree the kids are, you know, part of the key. You get the kids involved to get the kids want to come back. You know, the parents are, are gone, but, um, you know, what about the show itself? I mean, what do you remember from when you were a kid till, you know, the show that you just went to and saw last year? Well, sure. let's not get too far into this cause we might scare them back on <laughs> racing. <laughs> not going to happen. No. Um, I remember just the nonstop action in the past. Um, I don't know if it was like show promotion stuff, um, there was always something going on and you're right. I do. I remember grandstands just packed with people and now not so much. So, I mean, that kind of, you, you went right where I was hoping there. I felt like you would go. Um, in my opinion, not that, not that that's my turn yet, but I'm taking it. Um, in my opinion, the, uh, you've got, you've got problems on multiple levels and, uh, you know, of course we can take each one of these piece by piece. And we have some guests, you know, in the pipeline right now where we'll be discussing this quite a bit more elaborately um, with some, some people in the industry that, that can really give us a, a, some perspective. But well, And that's kind of why I wanted to raise the question now, because you know, you haven't been involved in the sport a whole lot recently, right? you know, but you, there's obviously a drive to be involved in it. And I wanted to know if you had seen anything different from, when you got started to now that's making a difference in your mind as to whether or not you want to get involved or what you'd like to see change, you know, if there, if there was something in particular, 
that you could have attributed maybe a, a decline in the fan count to? I I don't know if this is going to answer that, but a thought I just had is, you know, I mean, I can bring a, a, a small group of people to a race and know that they're going to have a good time. And if I bring, say, I'm going to bring a lady friend to the track, that, that'd be kind of a whoa move right now because is she gonna like it is she gonna you know is she gonna go and be disgusted by a porta potty is she you know (laughs) well then she's Um, not gonna like we fast exactly (laughs) exactly well (laughs) add another layer to the mystery right there i mean it's uh so i mean you if you just broke down all of the things that you've said um you know and i'm i'm gonna do it for you right now Uh, that's 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 who i am so from from a uh from a fan's perspective you know, the facilities may or may not be run down. It may or may not. Just what you've mentioned. Um, you know, the service, I mean, there's from just an interaction. Um, what's the right word? Uh, I guess the, you know, it's just not, and I can't think of the, the word escapes me right now. What, what actually it is, but you know, you go to a nice restaurant, you get an experience, right? Um, so, you know that not that you know this is a dirt track so we're not looking to impress nobody you know you don't have to you shouldn't have to be dressed nice or anything like that but there is a you know kind of a human level of uh you know i don't decency i don't know what you call it but where you know th- that experience needs to be you know somewhat pleasurable or pleasing right where you're you know you weren't like you said your your girlfriend wasn't disgusted um you know, there are there just certain certain things that needs that have to be met. So, you know, there's potentially one problem, you know, not at all tracks, but at some tracks, um, you know, I think from the overall show perspective, it's always been good enough to put your race cars on the track and they provided the entertainment. But in my opinion nowadays, and this is why we're getting track prep people um, uh, in the pipeline here, um, I don't think that the just the capital is available to prepare the tracks or keep the tracks good enough um, at most facilities to the cars. The technology has gone so far. The cars are so fast and that they're so good that they can't, you almost can't have two great groups of racing unless you start talking about, you know, water in a track a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of today's race cars, especially you get into the, the higher end mods and late models. Um, they're not even really designed to go on, on tack anymore. If, if you want my honest opinion, um, you know, I've seen late models roll over when they hit the cushion. Like, you know, that's, that's, I've seen that happen too, but it was a pretty decent sized cushion. Well, right. You know, but you know, otherwise they just blow off the end, right. Or hit the wall. But, um, but you know, I mean, a car that can just can can carry enough force to flip itself over because they've got everything, you know, they're, they are designed to run on, on a slick. Well, there's there's a certain amount of the laws of inertia that play in there too. Right. It just, uh, I just think that overall the technology has gotten so good and, you know, conversely so expensive. Um, that it's, you know, from a fan's perspective now, I guess what we're talking, but, um, it's well, you just were, you not, were a fan for a couple of years. So well, I think absolutely. that might qualify. Right. We're all fans, right? Um, but the other, you know, my honest opinion, the, the biggest change that a racetrack could make to, you know, put the show back, you know, 
something that's a little more worth watching. I mean, think of all the little Put things. Put the show back changed. on track, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, right. It just, when, when we were kids, now you correct me if I'm wrong, Teal, but when we were kids, you knew what was going on because you saw all of it. You saw the crash. You saw the red flag or the yellow flag. You saw the cars all come to the front stretch and you saw the guy standing in front pointing at who's going where you saw the guy upset because he had to go to the back. He didn't think it was his fault. So he carried on a little temper tantrum on the front stretch, you know, and then you saw him drive as hard as he could to either get back to that guy or pass that guy, you know? And so you had all of these storylines developing. Now everything's done on the radio. The casual fan doesn't necessarily know what's even happening on the racetrack. Right. Um, And they don't see the necessarily see the rivalries and the stuff that, because it's not, maybe being explained to them or it's just not, you know, it used to be so blatant what was happening. Now it's not right. um, because we've streamlined and a fit, you know, made so much efficiency and stuff. And that's one of the points that we make a lot of the times or try to make with the racetracks, you know, everybody's so worried about the fan experience in one way, you know, they don't want to, they know they can't torture their fans. So they can't keep them there till 11 o'clock with three classes and 10 cars each, you know? Right. Um, or I should say six classes and 10 cars in each class or whatever. But um, so they know they want to get the show done quick, but we used to run these shows uh, with, with four classes with B mains in every class, you know, three or four, he races in every class B mains in every class. Um, John Schultz actually pointed this out to me, Paul Schultz's dad. Um, And we were not that we weren't running late occasionally, but we were still getting them done. And I mean, you, you couldn't stop. I mean, you almost couldn't hardly go to the bathroom because there was something else going on. You had to see, you know, and now it's just doesn't seem to be that way to me. So from a fan perspective, you know, those are the key in my opinion and, you know, reach out to us. Um, What's the, what's the podcast address again, Andy? (laughs) ROD podcast at nrsprints.com. So reach out to us and give us your opinion. I mean, everybody has an opinion on this subject. So we're on um, Facebook too. So you can, yeah, yeah. But, but from, from a fan perspective, you know, I'm not saying that's why we're losing fans or we're not gaining fans. Um, but I guess I am saying that's why we're not gaining fans. Let me put it that way. It's, you know, losing them can go either way, but I mean, we certainly can't do what NASCAR has done. They alienated their whole fan base in my opinion. Right. I, you know, I don't watch anymore. Um, I quit watching three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever could. It's just one of those things. My, my son can't, I mean, we sat down to watch, uh, the, the, I don't know what they're called now. They they were used to be the the duels or whatever the the twin yeah, one, the twin one twenty fives is what they used to be. <laughs> I don't know who the heck knows what they are now. They got segments and this and that. I don't even know what's going on. But um, basically, you know, I sat down with them. I said we never we never watched a, a NASCAR race. He's ten now, right? So yeah. that's I mean, I was watching NASCAR when I was a little kid. Um, so I said we're gonna sit down and watch these guys under the lights. You know, it'll be a good you know shorter race for him to watch. He made it to lap sixteen. And he got up and started walking away. I said, where are you going? He said, dad, it's, I like it, but it's boring. I mean, I like yeah. their cool race cars, but yeah. I've said for years, the best part of any NASCAR race is the first five laps in the last 15. Well, it's, you know, and unfortunately the, you know, here again, you know, when I talk about problems, you know, we can't keep uh, regulating the personalities out of racing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's part of the appeal that's part of the attraction we can't 
there has to be bad guys. There has to be good guys. There has to, I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I ain't afraid to say it, that if I was a promoter, I would pay a guy like Jeff Provenzino to come to my racetrack. I'd pay him extra if I had to, because he puts on a show like him or hate him. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, there's always something going on and that's, he's very passionate. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's what it used to be though. I mean, you know, they used to, to fight after the race and then drink beer the rest of the night and everybody was good. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that we can be fist fighting and running over each other or whatever. I mean, we're not running a circus here, but you know, let some of this natural drama occur. Let's not kick everybody out and find everybody and whatever. I mean, we, you know, real racers and race fans have have dulled this thing down so much because we are experts and we know what we, you know, what's a good race and, and what's a dirty move and what's not. But you know what? It's, it just isn't all that compelling to come back week to week to week anymore. We got to make it that. And we have the personalities. The people are still around to do it. So, you know, turn them loose. What, well, what did you, what was the, you just told me the, the lady, the kids were fighting and the oh lady. Oh yeah. Turn her loose. Yeah. Turn them <laughs> loose. Turn them loose. Yeah. loose. Yeah. The, the, the Northern lady was yelling, let them, let them go. And the, and the Southern lady was saying, turn them loose. So, <laughs> but that's what you got to do. That's what, right. that's what needs to happen at the local level. Is, is turn these boys loose. Let them be who they really are, right? I think you're absolutely right. When I can remember now, when you're when I was a kid, the race was, you know, you were so excited to be there and watching it. It, it didn't matter what time of night it was because it happened. Next thing you know, they're shutting the lights off. You don't even, you know, you showed up and you watch. And no matter what time it was, you were so excited you weren't going to go to bed when you got home anyways. I, I know just from going to the Nationals at Cedar Lake every year that, you know, every time they bring the grader and the cutters and the tractors and the packer and the whatever else they come on, you know, you got a 20 minute wait at least. Yep. They're going to cut this whole track and the whole crowd goes, why do we got to do this? Why can't the racing was good? You know what I mean? But then they go a hundred laps and at the end of that hundred laps, they come across the line three wide generally or something, you know, <laughs> and you got three wide with their hair on 30,000 people, deep. you know, standing on their feet, screaming. It was the greatest thing they've ever watched. And they can't wait to give you their money for next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the secret to that. And that's part of what's happening is even your real race fan now is saving their money for those shows, right? They're going to, they want to go see the late models in Knoxville. They want to go see the sprint cars in Knoxville. They want to go see, you know, these, these places are within reach. And um, so that's all money being taken away from the local racetrack that shouldn't be. It just, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly not picking on racetrack promoters. We're going to have several on here with us. Um, we've got a couple lined up already, but um, you know, we're going to get their perspective on it and how hard they're working or whatever. But you know, it's, this is an every, every racer, every sanctioning body, every all hands on deck yep. is in my opinion. Um Everybody wants it to be like it used to be. And in some aspects, it can't be like it used to be. There was too much has changed. But in all the things that are really important, there's no reason it can't. There's no reason to reinvent the old game. The people are still here. That's the that's the one thing that I mean, all of the people that we loved and hated. And, you know, you consider your family the Wazoto 100 back in the day. Right. I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> the I'm going there, you know, at at Cedar Lake Speedway, you know, 
I can remember. I mean, you had like Brad Hansen and some of these you know, <laughs> local legends. I mean, they they fought tooth and nail here, and they you had two guys that wouldn't even talk to each other. Hell, they'd fist fight half the time at the racetrack here. But when you went down to Cedar Lake, all of the range cars were parked together. All of the uh, you know Western Wisconsin cars were parked together. They were grouped together with the group that they raced with on a weekly basis, and they raced as a unit. I mean, they weren't they weren't like you know whatever taking people out, but they were when when a range car or a northern Minnesota car or a, you know a Dakota car or whatever group when one of them guys made the show that whole group celebrated and the yeah. whole the whole fan base celebrated. I mean, it was almost like high school hockey kind of you know at tournament time or whatever. It just it was the coolest atmosphere that I've ever been a part of, and, and that's that's still available to us. And they raced each other harder than they would at home and, and still for the most part stayed clean right but they leaned on each but other stuck, so hard they stuck up for each other when one of them got a raw deal from another group i mean it was group against group right i yep. mean it was and uh i i don't know i we could reminisce all all night long about the uh about the all old the, days and whatever i mean every you know every i'm gonna say that the majority of the people that are listening to us wherever they're from um have this same experience. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, a lot of people say, well, we can't go back. We can't do this. We can't. The, the thing that dirt track racing has gotten two PC. Got what? Two PC. Oh yeah. Politically correct. Yeah. No, it's uh but doesn't want to offend anybody. You can't go back if you don't have the people, if you don't have the personalities, right? But how are you going to get the personalities back? They're still there. A lot of them are still there, but you got to be able to turn them loose. Well, yeah, turn them loose. Turn them loose. Turn them loose. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't have the specific answer, um, and, and I don't think anybody does. But it's not. It isn't one like, oh, you know, hey, do this, and everything goes back to the way we want it. Right. Well, no, that's not how I, it works. I, I really think that this topic is going to get hit on a lot. Oh yeah, because I intend to ask a lot of people what they think is wrong with the sport. Why is it? <laughs> falling off in some areas and picking up in others what's going on you know right and uh, teal just coming back into it it's a perfect example of what did we need to change or did we need to change anything well it's uh it's you know and i this podcast is certainly not just about the umss and the northern renegades but um it's what we have the most personal experience with and that's what we believe in um you know, there is nothing, um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with any of the classes at some level, but when the prices go up, um, less people can afford to play. Um, and if I was any sanctioning body, including this sanctioning body, uh, including the Northern Renegades, which I, I have a pretty good hand in, um, they, uh, (laughs) most of your right hand and all of your left. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, one of the number one concerns is getting new racers because you don't, I mean, from put it in the terms of our, uh, our mystery emailer, which we have not heard back from yet. Nope. Um, you know, it's a, it's a supply and demand issue. And if you lose the supply of racers who, what is there to watch? Who's, who's doing this? I mean, right. how many millionaires are there out there that can continue, you know, uh, buying these really expensive race cars, the divide between the pros and the, and the local guy is going to keep increasing and, um, somebody has to make a decision. And so if I was a sanctioning body, um, other than Northern Renegades, um, I, that would be one of my primary focuses. We're, uh, 
we're actually looking right now, um, you know, talking about trying to get a, like a Hornet program together just for some kids. They would help us in the series. Um, and that's how they would pay for their, their use of the Northern Renegade Hornet car or whatever. I mean, I, we got so many things going on. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what, the, that's where it has to start though. We have to get, you know, and, and good, thank goodness that their tracks are recognizing and they're bringing in, you know, this Hornet class. I I don't like the Hornet class because they're not regular race cars, but, and this is a, this is another subject that we will be talking about, um, but, <laughs> that, that, but that, it is, you have to, it's exactly what that, you said. That's a dangerous footing. Cause now you're just starting to sound like you're anti-Enduros. Too. I'm, I'm not anti-Enduro. I, I, I think the Enduros, there's your, there's your pool of potential racers. You know exactly. what I mean? These are all people that want to go fast and want to race, but they and can't afford it. doing it. Right. So, um, but with the Hornets, um, you know, they're just, I'm, I'm a traditional race car guy. You know what I mean? Like they, they were never, it was a front wheel drive car. It's only got um, half a motor. Well, why is it sideways? That's yeah, facing the wrong but, way. <laughs> but it's exactly what you said. The game has to change a little bit. And what's got to change about it right now is you have to, you have to make accessible what people can afford and what, right. it, what is, what has the most supply out there for the least amount of money, you know, and that's, you know, that's where it's at right now. And, and, uh, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, it's, it's tough to make that a traveling series. It's, um, it's good. We, you know, this is, this should be the access point. This should be where people are getting in, you know, and, and these kids are getting a taste and the, you know, the dad and the teenage son and daughter, whatever yep. are, uh, are trying it out and seeing if this is for them and then they can make their decisions. I'd like to but, see more of the girls get involved. Well, and, and hopefully we will. I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of girls involved with the UMSS in the traditional program that have gone on to become sprint car racers and otherwise. And I'm, um, I'm sure Gabby's going to grow up to be one. I don't know. I don't know. She don't have the killer instinct. She Yet. just, she just, yeah, she, uh, she gets a little bored with things, but no, she, uh, no, no, she, we'll see. We'll see. I, <laughs> but you know, either way, the, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, uh, you just, there has to be a point, there has to be a point of entry. And, you know, one of the topics we're going to cover uh, in an upcoming episode here soon is the pure stock class, because, yeah. Um, it drives me crazy that, you know, everybody says, ah, pure stock class is wrecked. We need to get rid of it or whatever. And it's like, well then fix it. Why can't we fix it? I realize the supply isn't there or whatever, but there's gotta be something fundamentally that we can change. So we're going to talk to, um, a pure stock guy who got forced out. We're going to talk to pure stock guys that are still racing and we're going to talk to, you know, it's going to be part of the track promoters and get their take on it. So I'd like to find some people that are interested and want to get into racing, but just don't think they can afford it. Right. Or, or see what the, what their determining factor is that keeps them from getting involved. Okay. So here's one thing that I, that I want to get out and I want it to be a future topic, but I'm going to tell, tell you this right now, Teal. Um, and this is what we focus on. And part of why we've been able, I think to, to have some success, you know, getting the Lucas oils and power eyes and whatever. Um, there, a lot, so many people look at this like, you know, well, I can't afford it or I, you know, if I just get some sponsors or whatever, but you know, the sponsorship thing turned into a donation for so many, so many people they think, and a lot of racers think this, like, well, I put your name on the side of my car. Well, you know what, Jack, your car rides around in an enclosed trailer all the time. Nobody sees it except at the racetrack. And, you know, for 14 minutes or whatever a night, that's it. And half the time, you know, if the announcer doesn't get to it or doesn't, you know, doesn't announce the name, I mean, show me where the real value is as a business owner. This is the question I've asked everybody that's, that has asked me for a sponsorship. I say, you show me where it's going to pay me back what I'm giving you plus and 
then we can talk. Yep. But until you can prove that to me, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It just, you know, margins are too tight nowadays. Um, you can't, I mean, yeah, it's great. If you got a buddy who owns a business, he throws you some bucks or whatever, but you got to get out there and hustle. So we talked a little bit about sponsorships with Teal and you're shaking your head. You know, I, I think with Lance, you probably understand. Yeah, this I'm already. following you here. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to go to all of our sponsors and say, we'll prove it before you pay us. We will come, we will show you where we can drive business to you or for, and, and let them decide, um, how they want to measure it. I mean, do you, do you want to, do you want some type of a metric that says, Hey, I came from, you know, the, the renegades podcast or the Northern Renegades, whatever, whatever it is from Kaylee Emerson racing. It, but you have to be able to provide that value. And so, you know, guys like Chris Steppen and some of these guys are doing these uh, media uh, pamphlets or, or uh, what are they called? Portfolios. Yeah. Sponsorship portfolio. It's a great tool and it, and it's well worth the investment if you know how to operate it correctly. But you can't just throw the thing down on a guy's table and say, here you go. Look at, look, there's lots of people watch dirt track racing. So, you know, you should probably give me some money, you know, doesn't work that way. I know, and, so, I know some drag racers that are going through the same problem. Yep. And I know one of them's the fastest woman in Minnesota and she's having a hard time finding sponsors right? because it's really hard for her to show how they get their money back. Right. Well, and it's, it's a, so bring it back to the, uh, the Hornets and the kids. You want to teach the kids how to race. This is one of the most important functions that they need to learn is how to run the, you know, it's not, it's not running a business business, but it is kind of, you know, I mean, you have to, it's one thing that we, we work with uh, my son, especially on with uh, the snowmobiles. You got an is, allowance. You're not allowed to break that allowance. Well, it's, you know, what do you, here's what this costs. Here's what the benefit is. Um, you know, what can you afford? What can we afford? How are we going to pay for this? Um, you know, we, we went to a local um, motorsports, uh, power sports dealer, right? You know, right. snowmobiles and four wheels, whatever. And, um, you know, he had to fill out, they have a, they have a thing you can fill out for a sponsorship or whatever, but we had won a trophy that they had sponsored a really nice trophy. So he brought that to them, um, gave them the trophy to put on their shelf, you know, by by first place, whatever. And one of his snowmobiles. And then, um, you know, we wrote our, our resume and he went and, you know, we made him, you know, present himself, explain to them, you know, what, what benefit he could be and what he thought he could do and what he expected in return. And, uh, you know, it's, this is at the end of our season. So I can't say that the results have been positive or negative or whatever, but, but they, they listened to him and they took him as, I mean, he's 10, um, but they took him as professional. And to me, that's, you know, you want to teach the kids how to race. Well, um, you know, if everybody had access to money, like some of the guys that are well-sponsored do that have cracked this code, well, maybe you don't have to fix the, uh, the race car problem quite as much. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many aspects to this problem. And so, you know, future stuff could, could even be that, you know, you know, get like a Chris Steppen on and, and let's talk about sponsorships and the way to go. I mean, I, yeah, we got, and it, basically it boils down to affordability. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, at whatever level. Keeping things affordable. You know, I remember back when we started, we could put a car together for, I think my first car I put through together for like 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a gigantic ball of turd, but I was having fun. I didn't care what it looked like. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's, you know, the, us real racers. And I, I was, I was in this crowd for the longest time. Um, you, uh, you know what a real race car is supposed to look like. You know what a real race car is supposed to cost. You know what a real race car is supposed to do. Um, 
But when we were that age, we didn't know. I mean, we, you got a we didn't care. It had a number on the side. It was your number, and it yeah, it had dents and loud whatever. exhaust, and we could play with it in the dirt and not get in trouble. Push like, yeah. like a dump truck and <laughs> had no straightaway speed and whatever. But you know, I mean, there were nights we worked on the car. You know, I'm going to give you the quotation marks. Worked on the car, and that entailed you know, like BSing and watching the battery charge. You know, <laughs> and that was that. But we had a blast. You know, and so these are some of the things that have changed. So, um. In the in the uh, whatever to to prove that this is a we are real guys with real lives just doing a podcast. Um, I actually got to go. My uh, I have my son's lacrosse stick in my wife's truck that I drove here uh, to the to the eight ball studios and uh, lacrosse but, starts in less time than it's going to take to get back to my uh, to, to the lacrosse place. So if I don't go, I'm going to get lit up. So we'll get the hell out of here then. So I got to go. So Teal, thank you uh, on behalf of the Northern Renegades and the UMSS. Uh, I know I speak for Ron. Um, I actually think he's going to do a feature on some of these new racers. Um, so you might, you might be hearing from him, but uh, thank you so much for coming in and being a part of this and exactly. uh, uh, try, try to keep this guy under control. I'll do what I can. Absence. No so, promises. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you everybody for listening. That's uh, okay. We're not going to be here too much longer because it's getting late in the, at night and I know you got to get home to your son too. I do, yeah. Well, and I just wanted to say, you know, we, the word real racer was dropped quite a bit. And um, yeah. I think in order to be a racer of any kind, you first have to be a fan. And yeah. in order to be a fan, you have to be, you know, presented with the opportunity to get to a track. And that's, that's an important part. Everybody out there knows a, a race fan. So if you want to break into the sport, you got to talk to that race fan and get yourself to the track, to your local track, wherever it may be. And if you're going, don't go by yourself. Take somebody with you. Absolutely. And take a kid, let them see what it's like. And don't forget to go in the pits after the races. Yeah. What is it like? 10 extra bucks? No, it's free after the race. Oh, after the race. Sure. Yeah. You know, just go down in the pits. You get to walk through and take your kids down there. They get to see the cars up close and get driver pictures from the drivers if they've got them, depending on the time of year. <clears throat> Trust me. <laughs> but you get you get the chance to interact with them. Right. And that can make a lot of difference to somebody anyways. Yeah. And, and if you're a driver out there, remember that, you know, the sport needs fans. So yeah. when you see when you see the family walking through the pit, you know. Pull them over. Don't be afraid to throw the kids in your car. There you go. Yeah. Let them see what it's like and get that picture. I know that was, that used to be my favorite part about going to the racetrack. Oh, hey, can I sit in your car? I can remember vividly. Vividly. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the first time I got in one of those cars and the guy's like, you ever heard one of these run close up and fired it up? I about crapped myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. But yeah, we're going to start racing. When is our first race in May? Hopefully, yeah. God, I just it's going to come fast. I know that. We got a lot of work to do to that car. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 17th, we're going to be at the Grand Rapids Speedway, and I think you're going to be there with your car with Lance. Yeah. You guys going to trade off that night? And I'm, I would think so. I know we're going to try to, you know, turn as many laps as we can before that night, but it's definitely this whole season is going to be a huge learning curve. Can't wait to see how that car is going to uh, react. And the 17th is the testing tune at Rapids. Oh so yeah. Yeah. We're going to be there for sure. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, the first actual, first actual race that we have is, uh, Memorial day weekend. 
that's the 26th and 27th up in Bemidji. Right, I remember go, this now. Go back into okay. your old stomping grounds. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it'll be good to be back. Burn it down. I wonder if I recognize it. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, that test and tune is going to be huge for us getting out there and uh, seeing how that car is going to react and, you know, just because it's, it's get, all huge for me learning experience, you know. I mean, the last car I was in was probably 200 horsepower less, so. And getting your feet wet. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know the steering ratio on that thing is a heck of a lot quicker than anything else. It, it, it turns. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, April 11th, 12th, and 13th is at Cedar Lake Speedway. The first three nights of the North-South Challenge with the UMSS guys. And uh, I'm, I'm not real sure that you and Lance are going to be able to swing that. I would love to, but yeah, logistically, yeah. I don't know if it's going to pan out. I don't think there's enough hours in the day for you guys to get to where you need to be, especially with the car still in the metal shop, getting right. Some very good, not necessary, but very good safety features put back on it. Yeah. It's, it's a pile of parts in one County and a chassis in another. So, (laughs) well, you know, at least you're, at least you're spreading the wealth. (laughs) I'll I'll let you get home to your son and we're going to, Trying to sing over to pay the, some of the bills with Liquid Nitro Energy Drink and Palmer's Tavern, and we're going to get out of here. This is Randy for the Northern Renegades. We'll talk to you later. Northern Renegades Non-Wing Sprint Car Series welcomes back Liquid Nitro Energy Drink for the 2019 season. Liquid Nitro's Herbal Energy Drink, the best-tasting energy drink on the market. Ask for it by name. Get it in your retailers, in your vending machines. Liquid Nitro Energy, giving you the power to make it to the finish line. Liquid Nitro Energy drink. It's no bull. Come on, everybody screaming.